you would have told me five days ago that I was going to be so overwhelmed that writing a wondrous children's tale was going to turn me into a grumpy old douche, I wouldn't have believed you. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of One New Thing. I'm your host, Derek Wallace, joined as always by my dog's therapist, Ryan Kukarudz. Hello. Ryan, this week, uh, you and I, we set out to illustrate and write children's books. Um, it's kind of a big ask, but uh, I think it went... Well, Ryan, how do you think it went? Uh, it was it was okay. It was... Um, you know, I was really, really, like, genuinely excited when you chose this one. Like, pumped. And then I proceeded to have the busiest stretch <laughs> of work in my entire life after we recorded last wednesday's podcast i I edited you know for like three four hours or whatever and then thursday i worked 16 and a half hours at a desk (laughs) and and then the next day i worked another 10 straight through so and then it was my brother's birthday on the weekend and then i was super busy all week so it ended up being a lot more trying like for a task I was so genuinely excited about, like near like today, I was like, "Fuck this task." Do you think it was harder or more difficult than Doctor Seuss's doctorate? I'd put it like at that level. Like it's a Whoville University thing for sure. Right, for sure, for sure. I bet there's like a ton of malpractice suits at hospitals in Whoville. Yeah, well, you know, if your doctor hangs out with like a lot of cats and striped hats and it's like <laughs> green eggs and ham dog, it's. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely, definitely going to be cases of like hearts growing three sizes that day and stuff, man. Like that's elephantitis and that's pretty serious. Yeah, but they applaud it. So you can only imagine what's going on in those surgery rooms. Yeah, for sure. A lot of song, I imagine. A lot of singing and dancing. Yeah, it's so big week for you anyways. It was. It was super busy. But you managed to get a book done. Got a book done. It has about four less illustrations than it should. I just started mashing the words onto pages at the end, which people will see. <laughs> I just, I found a cop-out method because I just, I honestly just did not have the time. I mean, I'm going to be super honest with you. I thought I was going to be way better at illustrating this than I was. I was going to attack it like full on with like a Hungry Caterpillar tissue paper decoupage. And I got immediately derailed and then i was like well i'm gonna draw it and i i mean i doodle a bit but my characters are all haunting and i realized (laughs) that like (laughs) all i draw are like soulless lifeless eyes and like fanged teeth and i was like well this is nightmare inducing so i personally (laughs) fell back on my tried and true microsoft paint and that's how i got through my side of things well you know what i'm the same way but worse as far as art goes like i can't draw anything and so that was extremely daunting the whole time. And then I was like, okay, well, what will make me look the least like an idiot? <laughs> and so I downloaded a seven-day free trial of Adobe Illustrator. Nice. So you, you, didn't even, you didn't even contribute any money to anybody because it's just seven-day free trial life? Yeah, exactly. Seven-day free trial life. Unless I pick something that includes animation again this week, I'm going to be okay. But I got like 10 email addresses. Way to hack the system. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, Ryan, you wrote a book. I wrote a book. Tell me about this book. What's this book about? Yeah, man. The source of the inspiration for my creative genius. Honestly, I 
I like I love writing. Um, you and me both enjoy putting words together, putting pen to page, writing, being creative. Those are things that we already enjoy. It was honestly like when I started, I okay, I, uh, the way I write is not for children. I write a lot of stuff that's a pretty big bummer, <laughs> and like, there's not a lot of morals. Like it's either like straight boasting or like comedy bits or like a bummer. So I'd ask for a lot of advice from. Mainly my sister-in-law, shout out Kate, because she's got kids. I was like, what What do kids read? I'm in my 30s. You know, I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> so that's all I did for research. But then basically I ended up going, all right, there has to be a moral. And there has to be like some some sort of like overarching moral with this. And, and what do I know? And, and I'm pretty open with people about my, my anxiety, my ADHD. I decided I'd kind of focus on that because a lot of kids don't understand their worries and hence this children's literature masterpiece was born. Birthed of your own childhood experiences, traumas. Yes, 100%. Good for you, man. That's excellent. That's, a, that's great. Was that cleansing for you? Do you find that to be cathartic? Yeah, I'd say like a little <laughs> cathartic. Trying to find the moral in it. Like the book is about anxiety, but like finding the moral in it itself, that was kind of cathartic. And hopefully people can figure that out when they go through the book with us here. It was, it honestly, it was just write what you know. And I, I wasn't about to, if I was going to do this on the time frame and try and research a new subject and learn, I had, there was zero chance right. of success. <laughs> zero chance. I mean, I threw myself the first like two days of this, I just threw at researching interviews and approaches to writing children's books. Okay. I mean, all I came up with from that little endeavor was largely that um, create drama page one immediately. And then do not ever resolve the drama until your final page. And then on your last page, end the drama. Because kids are idiots and they're impatient, man. Yeah. Like, if it if for even a moment there's, like, a little bit of respite from the, like, overarching conundrum of the of the children's book, yeah. all all focus is gone. They lose all interest and it's, it's game over. So I, I found that that's often in the rule of threes. Basically, like, you have a flawed individual. That's kind of your problem. They try and fail, they try and fail, they try and fail, they stagnate, they learn, they try, apply new learning, and then they succeed. The end. The end. That's like the hero's journey equivalent. And that, I mean, writing podcast, here you go. Take those tips, make your own children's books. Link us, we'll definitely... uh... We'll critique them too. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) being that we're pros now. Uh, Absolute experts. We are both a literary podcast and a, a critiquing podcast. Hashtag drops in the bucket. Hashtag uh, Schuster and Ebert or whomever, <laughs> whatever. Cisco dog. So like you, you telling me there's a moral, but you, you were kind of like you didn't tell me what it was. Let's see if I can pick it out actually as we go through this. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I don't know if there is a moral. That's the thing, man. Like pounding this out, and we're gonna go through this, so it's gonna be funny because like at the speed at which I did this, there's gonna probably be a ton of grammatical errors. <laughs> which I had to post things. So we do get published. I'll have to get an editor. Yeah, like here, here's looking here's looking at you, Penguin Random House. We need a new sponsor. Yeah, this podcast as it stands is still financially on its own. So twisting in the wind out here, Penguin Random House. Uh, feel free to hit us up with some cashola and ideally an editor. 
hundred percent. So as we go through this, I'll, I'll read my story now. Yeah, get it. As we go through this, what we'll have done already is you guys will have links to download these PDFs directly, so you guys can follow along. Just look in the description of this podcast. There'll be copy paste links for both of our books, and you can do this with us. So I'm gonna pause five seconds while you do that. All right, you got the book. Okay. All right. And then as far as like the artwork goes, you'll see it. And Derek, I'm sure you'll chime in on my mad skills here and there. But Excellent artwork. So my book is called Distracted Danny Daniels and the Worry Machine. Written and illustrated by Ryan Cougars. Danny looks dope. I feel like Distracted Danny Daniels looks just like me. I, I don't know if that was subconscious, subliminal maybe, maybe, but he's got he's got my haircut and my childlike features. Dude, I was so proud of the hair that I put on this guy. Dude, it's like the best I've ever animated hair in my whole life. Illustrated, not animated. These guys don't move. <laughs> it's actually really good. Yeah, it's layered, dude, dimensional. Maybe you were the influence for this whole book. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> maybe it's just about you. Certain, I was certainly the catalyst i started and forced you to do this i don't want to get derailed let's hear distracted daniels and the worry machine written and illustrated by ryan kukaroos all right so everything was sunny and great in small town usa kids in the street not a care in the world as they run and frolic and play but not every kid is so carefree especially today as distracted danny daniels couldn't get his worries to go away look at he looks so bummed and we're wearing the same shorts <laughs> he, he, he was bummed, man. I do want to call out right now that you and I took the exact same approach to drawing feet. Um, <laughs> the circles? <laughs> the black ovals, yeah. like. <laughs> well, I spent so much time on the hair. So I was like, I gotta give up. I do gotta ask about this, uh, this page one here. Did you toy with the idea of drawing sunglasses on the sun? No, but that's genius. And if I decide to actually finish illustrating this book, that will be happening. I mean, yeah, you can you can take that. I might take like a producer credit or something, whatever, like an influencer credit at the bottom of your book for that one. But I'll have you at the the shout outs or whatever they do the dedic- the dedications. Definitely, yeah, like an in memorandum, a memorandum, a memorandum in memoriam. Yeah. Man, the it- biggest bummer about this. I'm gonna move on to page two, but the biggest bummer is I was so time pressed. So I, not only did I get to like put all the illustrations I wanted to put in. But I 100% wanted to do an about the author section. (laughs) 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 I just did not have time. I just didn't have the time. God, really rough. Like, it really speaks to to our own personal vanity. I thought the same thing. Like, I wanted the, like, stoic headshot of me, like, sitting all cross-legged on a tortoise or something in the back. Like... All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop speaking over um, your book so much, though. I don't want to lose the flow of this. But you know what? I'll reread page one and go through page two. Everything was sunny and great in small town USA. Kids in the streets, not a care in the world, as they run and frolic and play. But not every kid is so carefree, especially today, as distracted Danny Daniels couldn't get his worries wow. to go away. They call him Distracted Danny because he can never finish what he starts. When Danny tries to do his math, he ends up doing art. See, Danny has a hard time trying to sit down and focus, especially in science class. He is so bored it is hopeless. I mean... Any any art critique? I see the One New Thing podcast logo hidden in there. It's an excellent 
I also see that he's reading book, which I love. That's book by author is one of my all time favorite pieces <laughs> yeah. of literature and was a huge inspiration for my children's book, actually. 100%. A book by author is probably the most disrespected book. The fact it didn't get a Pulitzer is disgusting. So I, I appreciate that. Page three. But that doesn't mean Danny is bad at school or that he cannot read. Sometimes he must slow down and focus on what he sees. But lately Danny has been more distracted, but the culprit is unseen. See, distracted Danny Daniels has a new foe called the Worry Machine. The Worry Machine is horrifying. Those are triangle eyes are an absolute classic. That's like right up there with the cool guy three-dimensional S as maybe the most universal bit of grade school drawing I've ever seen. So... 100 percent i was like what is the children's equivalent of an evil machine and i was like triangle eyes i don't know i don't know if this was deliberate or not but i like the um kind of the juxtaposition between danny daniel's white thought bubble and then the black smog coming almost like mirrored out of the uh the worry machine now it is very justifiable Great pickup, Derek. That was completely intentional. I didn't originally have him pumping anything out. Really? Um, and I was like, but how am I going to portray? Yeah, I was like, how am I going to portray uh, that this this worry machine is pumping out negative energy, essentially, negative thoughts? And you can see it paralleled between Danny thinking in the white and then the worry machine thinking in the black smog. That's good. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good move. Very good artistic choice, Matt. Thanks, man. And then the next page, uh, what are we on, page four? Correct. It is extra terrifying. I got pretty ominous with uh, the background here. That's heavy. (laughs) Yep, it's scary. All right, so page four. The worry machine is a treacherous trap that seeks out girls and boys to fill their heads with worrisome thoughts like someone stole their toys or that their friends don't like them or that they will hate things they enjoy. Distracted Danny knew one thing, the worry machine should be destroyed. Now, is that a deliberate one new thing workaround there? Uh, no, no, that's new one thing was not. I, I remember reading it and I was like, man, our podcast is <laughs> just littered in it. You're playing in your brain, yeah. This this definitely, like, you can I can tell how Adobe Illustrator has helped you here. I didn't have access to any sort of, like, gradient like you've got in the background with those smog clouds and the kind of the diffusion of them. Yeah. That's that's expert talent. That's what a seven-day free trial gets you guys. This is exactly a graphic design podcast. And now we are going to the two pages where I just straight up ran out of time. But, dude, I can see already that you took one of the pages and made it a literal page on a page within your book, still qualifying it as a second additional page. You're subverting this challenge like only... I, I feel like maybe you took some notes from my calling a sommelier last week. I'm so proud of you. I think so too, man. I was like, how will I convey this master plan through illustrations in the next 20 minutes? I'll just throw it all on in a book inside a book. Boom. Inception podcast. Yeah, man. This is Inception podcast. Yeah, this is a highbrow content for a children's book, dude. We are so ahead of our time. Oh, big time. And now we are... Uh, now we have what should be four pages on this one page so i'll read through it and if you aren't following along what's wrong with you but there is a page that has writing on it and that's why this page is so long you should really see it to believe it yeah check it out i'll wait another three seconds now so you can find it on instagram where i've also posted it all right 
and back to the book. All right, so, so one night after a particularly bad battle with his thoughts, Danny decided right then and there the machine would be stopped. But how can you fight a foe that you cannot see or feel? Danny devised a plan that night that would surely end the ordeal. Step one was to write out his thoughts and problems for, from any interactions. To overcome the worry machine distracted Danny couldn't have any distractions. Because when you write down how you feel and store the book away, you leave those worries in those pages so they don't occupy your brain. There's another tie-in to the, the page itself as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a meta-referential book within a book, dude. This is layers. Layers, dog. Danny Daniels had to be brave if this battle was to be fought. Call him distracted if you want, but a coward he is not. The second step is when his thoughts have him feeling sad. Instead of worrying all by himself, he tells his mom and dad. Finally distracted, Danny had one last step to his master plan. This is a step that is harder than you think, but he can do it. Yes, he can. When Danny's mind starts to overthink, he will cure it with step three, because the most important thing to do is just close your eyes and breathe. Sound advice even for an adult, dude. I mean, we, we've got, we've got um, self-reflective journaling. We've got confront, or not confront, but uh, like, you know, talk things out with a trusted person or qualified professional. We've got take a moment and just like acknowledge your feelings, process, inhale, exhale. My goodness, mindfulness in a children's book, my dude. I know it's a good page. <laughs> it is a good. It's good. It's a good three pages, and even it knows it. That's the <laughs> yeah. Whatever it said. Okay, so the final page for our story here. I think you'll appreciate the change I've made in in the worry machine. Oh, he's not. He's not blowing smoke anymore. No. Also, he's got X eyes, but he's yeah. He's not blowing. He's not blowing the smog anymore. Cleared up, man. <laughs> the sun is out. All those smoggy background. Brought it full circle. That's excellent. My animating, if I had more time, I probably would have had him throwing a wrench or something. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just copy-pasted the first body. <laughs> I respect that. That was, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. All right. Page six. So with great pride, he put his plan into action. By following these rules, Danny's worries wouldn't get any traction. Danny would throw a wrench in the gears and hold his head high. Without its fuel, the machine would surely soon die. So if you're like Danny and get easily distracted, or your brain and worries flow fast like the rapids, just write things down, talk to mom and pops, and count down to zero. And you will shut down the worry machine. You will be your own hero. The end. Wow. I wish I had like a glockenspiel. I want to do like a bring. <laughs> Maybe a bell tree. My Dude, that was excellent. That was excellent. Um, the moral of the story, I think, is a little more complicated than in mine. I want to say, after listening to that, it is, I think, basically just, like, it normalizes wellness checks, and I think it discusses at, like, a very, like, you know, introductory level that it's okay to need a moment to breathe, which is something that I think, especially even, like, as an adult in, in 2020, the craziest year that there ever has been, that's such important advice, um, and I mean, I wish I'd known that younger, so. Yeah, 100%. I want to say five stars, five stars, 10 out of 12. Thanks, man. You definitely nailed it, and that's the moral. It is, I, so I didn't learn until 32 years old, like, that vulnerability is okay, right? And, and like, talking to people is okay, and 
not letting like your thoughts and not living and breathing in your thoughts um that's okay so that is exactly what the point is is um being vulnerable and understanding that you know some people get in their heads and the hardest part was how do i talk about the worries in their heads and i was like okay well just make a machine a machine's going to be giving them but the uh, the machine was <laughs> genuinely in his head the entire time too so that was my book appreciate it again Sorry to the listeners for the cop-out on the lack of illustrations near the end. <laughs> uh, okay, I do want to touch on what, what age group. What age group do you think you'd market that to? I would say like 8 to 10. I was going to say 10 to 12. 10 to 12. Like... Yeah, maybe 10 to 12. Yeah, maybe like I'd do like 9 to 12. I could 100% see that being like a guidance counselor pamphlet if it needed to be. You know what I mean? Like your anxiety and you. How to beat your worry machine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I love it. That's a great idea. It's an entrepreneur podcast. <laughs> I'm still rich. I'm still gonna be rich from the why not my not thing. So you go. You can have the royalties for your own pamphlet. That's all you. Nice. How how to get rich podcast hashtag drop in the bucket. So yeah, that was my story. What about your story? I'm excited. How did you kind of well like I know that you were doing some research and stuff. How did you kind of come about uh, your story? Um, what was the inspiration behind it? Just kind of go into that. I I juggled around with um, a couple ideas that were going to be a little heavier, a little more um, adult, and then I decided that you know what I felt so kind of burdened, bogged down by what could have potentially been a heavy last week that I decided to just, you know, nip that right in the bud and go for like a truly juvenile, like six and under children's book, children's book. I've been missing my gold eyes, go fish. Uh, Cause you know, there's, there's no collective sport right now. So I decided to set it all in a baseball, uh, baseball setting. Nice. And um, I'm going to get right to it. Here's uh here's Milo's lucky hat written and illustrated by Derek Wallace. By the way, the cover brilliant i love the cover simplistic it's golden i actually i I, t- I decided to play on the one new thing colors there it looks really great on our instagram actually <laughs> yeah, milo's lucky hat uh written and illustrated by Derek wallace this is page one milo wears his lucky hat to every ball game he and papa go to together when he wears his lucky hat it helps the home team win so we got yeah we got a little milo that's a good illustration thank you i like dad's golf outfit for the game yeah dude i had very little i wanted to convey um with the character design in this but i want it to be known that papa is yoked dude like barrel barrel chested big big dude on him um you can see it he's got some wide shoulders yeah that's, that was that was the whole thing it was all all that mattered and also milo is totally you <laughs> <laughs> well i mean wait wait until he gets his hat off because he's kind of you too oh really because that is baby Derek in grown-up Derek's clothing. Milo, Milo dresses like me, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you, you played a role. Oh, okay. All right, page two. During the second inning, Milo wants to take off his lucky hat. Be careful where you leave your hat, Milo, Papa warns. But Milo is too busy watching the game to listen. Yo, I see it now that you gave him my hat. <laughs> And I love that you just used four circles. I was I was on MS Paint. I didn't bootleg any Adobe Illustrator here, all right? Give the guy a break. Dude, I just, honestly, I was thinking about giving my character curly hair, and I was like, I, I, was like, I don't even want to attempt it. <laughs> it's like so, the fact that you even gave it a go, I love. There you go. Curly hair, four circles. Illustration podcast. Wait, hold on, though. Also, shout out to you, because that bench 
for paint is dope. I, I, I was hoping I'd get a little compliment on this thing. There's, there's perspective, there's dimension to this thing. Are you kidding? The illustrations, as you follow along, everyone, it are they're done on MS Paint, <laughs> and they're, I'm super impressed, like genuinely. I was part of what I researched actually when I was looking up children's books is you're supposed to really draw a definitive line between what you tell and what you show. So if we look at this image here, we can see where Milo's hat is, right? So we know we know something that Milo doesn't. That's uh, that's third party omniscience right there. Okay, page four. Dude, you did the work. Page four. Well, I had to, man. Given last week, I straight up did one third of the actual work. I figured today I'd, I'd sweat it <laughs> a bit. Um, page four. Oh, no. Milo's lucky hat is missing. Where could it be? Look at how distressed that little dude is. Papa takes Milo to check at the hot dog stand. Milo's lucky hat is not there. Papa's not sweating it, though. Hands in the pockets. Yoked. Absolutely fucking split this dude. Look at him. Huge guy. And he, you know, Milo at school knows his dad could beat up the other dads. He doesn't even have to say it. Other kids don't even say it. Kids are teasing each other, saying Milo's dad could beat up your dad. He's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Papa and Milo search at the cotton candy cart. Milo's lucky hat was not there. In this one, we got Papa waving at some babes, clearly. Um, so yeah, this is my kid. Is he a single dad? I mean, he's a single dad in that I tried to design a third character and physically could not. Uh, that's why <laughs> none of these carts are manned by anyone. I tried to illustrate a third, like, organic and individual character using only circles and Microsoft Paint and just straight yeah. up could not. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's a single parent. <laughs> yeah, they're the only two people on the planet, so... <laughs> That's all right, man. Danny Daniels was all by himself. <laughs> he was the only character. Um, finally, Papa and Milo search at the lemonade stall. But Milo's lucky hat is not there either. Milo cannot find his hat anywhere. Oh, no. Dude, he's bummed. He is, man. I love, though, that he... Oh, nice touch. He has a hot dog, and he has cotton candy. Now he has lemonade. Yeah. Nice touch, man. Papa and Milo head back to their seats to watch the ball game. Be careful where you put your snacks, Milo, Papa warns. So you guys, a little close-up of all the work I did drawing those little Dude. snacks. Yeah, did you just zoom in on this bad boy? Uh, yeah, I did a lot of like image recycling toward the end here as we started to run out of time. I spent a lot yeah. of time researching and then a lot of time like trying and failing different illustration types. So it gets a little janky towards the end. I don't know. I think it looks great. Like that picture right there reminds me of like old video games. Yeah, it's kind of 8-bit, eh? Yeah, for sure. Um, so then they arrive back at the seat there, and this time, Milo is very careful. He puts his food safely underneath his seat. What does Milo find under his seat? It's his lucky hat! Hooray! Yeah, it was under his seat. I don't know if you've ever been to a ball game, Ryan, but that's the safest place to put food, drink, uh, and your hat, incidentally. Any sporting event that is where the beer goes when you do not want to hold it, or usually you get three and then you put one. Yeah, this is where two of them are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you get it. That's just a little bit. Like maybe that's the moral even is put stuff under your seat at sporting events. <laughs> and so then the final slide here is uh, Milo has his lucky hat and a box of tasty snacks. He is ready to cheer for the home team. Milo's hat really is lucky after all. The end. Aww. Right? Dude, he's so happy. Yeah, he's absolutely pleased, dude. He's got all these snacks. He's got his hat. He's cheering for a team literally called the home team. 
I know, and that the funniest thing is that you capitalized it. Like that's the name. That's the, the name of the team. Is they're, they're called the home team. Thank you for reading into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I originally wanted to call them the Gold Eyes because go fish. Um, but then I didn't know if there would be a licensing problem there. Uh, so I decided I was going to call them Fish because uh, go fish. But uh, then I kind of figured, you know what? I don't want to make like a like a sports team that isn't going to feel like the home team if like, you know, maybe your home team are the cats and they eat fish on a regular basis. So I went with the home team because that works anywhere, no matter who your home team is. That would honestly go look at this book guys. Cause the, honestly, the illustration is dope for paint. Like really, really good. Thank you. I'm very impressed by the illustration. Check out that bench. That should be like your Facebook banner. It's going going in my resume, um, be- yeah. bench architect, and the and the cotton candy. You like that? I use the uh, the spray paint tool for that on MS Paint. Ah, see, yeah. you yeah. got some texture. I got some. I got some feet. moves. Yeah, I can't go full <laughs> gradient, but I do have the spray paint tool. I thought it was great. For me, the moral of the story is be more careful with your stuff and listen to your dad. <laughs> yeah, listen. Those are those are the two morals. I think the other moral kind of. Not maybe so explicit, but is uh, never try to draw an entire baseball team on MS Paint. You'll notice that the entire sport of baseball is shockingly absent for a book set in a baseball diamond. I tried. Dude, that that meant multiple individuals and forget about it. That's funny, man. And I think both of our books shared a moral that uh, drawing shoes is hard. <laughs> Dude, it is so hard, man. So hard. It's good to it's good to be able to like relate that with someone. I feel so seen, man. Yeah. Dude, I see you. <laughs> don't, don't be scared to be vulnerable. Don't live with that word. <laughs> friend. Oh god. Self acceptance podcast. Age category. I'm uh, I'm assuming a little younger than my book. Yeah. It was like a hard six and under. Like this is like read it to maybe even newborns like just so that there's some colors and some words and you don't have to like come up with a story you know it's it's like you could read the phone book to your baby before bed or this kind of thing and i would have saved myself a lot of time going with that demographic bro (laughs) honestly it took me so long to like just write and phrase mine that with everything else going on man that was fun i liked it wait wait. well you know we always ask uh, would you would you do it again would you write another children's book if you would have asked me three days ago f- fuck no never again that was not a thing that was happening but i honestly like i honestly i kind of want to finish mine <laughs> like, illustrate some new pages and then maybe i like this one is a hard maybe you know what i mean like i don't see myself just getting the inspiration like i don't think i ever would have done this without this podcast and that's kind of the beauty of this podcast is, is why we're doing these things maybe the moral of this story exactly just try it man. uh what about you would you do it again i would write another children's book i would 200 percent never animate one again i was gonna say you know what i could write them yeah <laughs> like i actually though like i was thinking about that too and i think 90 percent of children's book authors illustrate their own works i think that's kind of part and parcel with the whole job description is you've got to like they're not going to contract a second person yeah why because you're not going to sell it yeah <laughs> like and like so are you going to pay someone to maybe sell it like it's because you're never going to sell just the story <laughs> like if you just read that story it wouldn't sell i mean conveniently my partner is like a painter um artist and so maybe she'll just uh she'll do all of the animation for my future 
future children's books and my children's book empire. Um, but yeah, I'd write another one um, or like a Hallmark card or I don't know, like a phone book, like I, whatever. I can piece eight, 86 words together, I think was my final word count. So yeah, yeah sure. Do you want to have kids, Ryan? Um, wow. <laughs> uh, maybe. Hard maybe. Would you would you read our books to them? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm dead-ass serious when I say that I kind of want to get both of these printed because yours is kind of perfect for my nephew, Leon. Because uh-huh. he's about to turn three. And then my niece, oh man, nine? She just finished grade two. Mine is kind of in her age category, so I might have covered Christmas here. Dude, but... for real. Well, yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. I'm giving them to like my adult friends. We'll get these, even if we just put it on our own dime. We'll have some copies of these. Coffee table books. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But yeah, uh, as far as kids, yeah, maybe. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting close to, like, I'd have to make that decision for sure in like the next five, six years as far as like comfort level for me, not shaming anyone who's older that has kids, but comfort level for me for raising a little one would probably be something I would need to figure out sooner rather than later. I don't know. You got to find the partner first and (laughs) uh, I'll go from there. I do have an interview. Interview for a partner? They call those dates, Ryan. Part of my busy week is they, I, they're, figuring out which kid I'm going to mentor and big brothers and big sisters. So like, I'm a part of that program. Excellent. Yeah. So what about you kids in your future? Always thought so. Um, the world is scary. It scares me right now. It's kind of crazy out. Um, and I'm finding myself shifting further away from wanting to have my own kids. I could, I could maybe see adopting like an older kid kind of skipping the like, k to eight years and like taking in like an an older child like a you know like a young adult or like you know again maybe doing like some volunteer work or whatever but um for me it's always been a yes and i feel circumstances as they are it's shifting more away from that yes and more into like i want to you know work on myself more and have the freedom to do that but i mean for what it's worth ryan i think you'd make an excellent father Thanks, man. I think you'd be a good dad, too. I uh, And it, it was always yes for me, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like, ah, I got a lot I need to do still, you know? What a heavy question for the end of this fun little lighthearted activity. Well, I mean, it's not technically the end of this because you got to tell me what we're doing next week, right? I know, and I'm so genuinely torn, like so torn. Oh, no. And I really don't want us to have another week of laying out clothes. <laughs> I like the direction we're going in right now. So... I am legitimately torn. So honestly, with the craziness of uh, what we just accomplished and, and like, I was losing my mind, man. Like I was like yelling, like I yelled, I was such a dick to my little sister when she was just like asking how I was. <laughs> like, I was such a genuine dick. It's, it's like that old adage behind every children's book lies a trail of children's oh, tears. I'm 100%. pretty sure, right? Well, and it was because I was overwhelmed, man. And my brain was going 8 million miles a second. And it just, I got so overwhelmed. So what I was thinking is that was a fun task, but it was a lot of hours. It's pretty burdensome. What I was thinking is how about we bring it even down more this week? Every single every single day this week, we have to do 30 minutes of meditation. Oh. Uninterrupted, alone meditation. Okay. Meditation. I've never I've never even tried any of that new age 
hippie BS, but that sounds, I mean, that sounds important. That sounds good. Um, Me, man, I have ADHD, like, real bad. So the thought of this one is, like, I have to just sit there and live in my head, speaking of my book. Like, it's like, oh, I got to live in my head. So I want to try and figure out new ways to get through it, too. And and I apologize to my little sister for being such a jerk. That's why this one kind of... Came up for me. But yeah, so meditation it is. Uh, I love it. Moving forward. Here. What a excellent use of the podcast. This seems like a really appropriate one new thing. Um, I feel like we could definitely hit some personal growth notes here. Great. It's been like the experiences so far have been really, really rewarding. So I, I think we continue on. Yeah, they always seem re- like rewarding when we're recording anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're not rewarding at the time. No, they suck. <laughs> Freaking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> with anything good right so with that being said that about wrap things up for this week's episode of one new thing just a shout out to all of you who've been supporting us it's been really great we've gotten a lot of really good feedback make sure to follow us on all social media platforms our instagram is at one new thing podcast and you can download all our previous uh, shenanigans and episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts. we're all over the place now we're all over the place Whoa. yeah so go check us out on uh, those platforms and continue the sport we appreciate it um, and tune in next week hey derek yeah right i'm proud of you oh proud of you too man if you told me when i was eight years old that all of this MS paint skill I had developed was going to come in handy, I would have told you to make me a pizza bagel.